G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. 2020, bringing a biblical perspective on life, culture and current events. Weekdays on UCB's Vision Radio Network. Find out more at vision.org.au. Always a pleasure to be joined on the line by Lyle Shelton, the Managing Director of the Australian Christian Lobby. Lyle, good morning. Yeah, good morning, Alan. Um, the, I, I guess that one of the stories that's been very much in the news in the last week or so has been that, that ad that was run by the Australian Marriage Forum. Talk about stirring up a hornet's nest. Yeah, that's right, Alan. Uh, it's uh, amazing to think that just putting forward the simple idea that every child, where, wherever possible, uh, should have uh, the right to their mother or father, uh, simply all that the ad was saying. Uh, it aired on Channel 9 and Channel 7 uh, the night of the uh, Gay and Lesbian Mardi Gras, which, of course, is a, a protest uh, rally. Um, but then SBS... Uh, declined or refused to uh, run the ad on Sunday night during the delayed broadcast. Uh, so that, that caused quite a stir. Because people were, were saying this was censorship from SBS, uh, but other people were saying SBS was right not to air what they viewed as, um, as a, an advert that, that wasn't helpful. It certainly was provocative uh, having it scheduled during the um, during the screening of the Mardi Gras, but but one has to also realise um, you know SBS is a public broadcaster. Unlike the ABC, it does take commercial advertising. Uh, the the ad was paid for, it was booked, uh, and then uh, as I understand it, on on the Friday before the Sunday broadcast, um, SBS notified the Australian Marriage Forum uh, that it was not running the ad. Uh, I guess it goes to the the question of you know is is the SBS a, a neutral um, uh, broadcaster, or is it a participant in a political process that's looking to redefine marriage? Mm. <laughs> that's a $64 million question, isn't it? Oh, this is interesting this morning, too, because it's in the news. Elton John has uh, has come out on social media attacking Dolce and Gabbana, the designers, who are themselves a gay couple. Dolce and Gabbana came out last week and said that the only way to raise a child is with a traditional mother and a father, the traditional nuclear family. And Elton has come out and said they're wrong. Yeah, it's interesting that you know such high-profile, same-sex attracted uh, uh, couples like like uh, these designers um, recognise uh, what is in the best interest of the child. Uh, they of course have their particular lifestyle, um, but uh, they they also recognise that uh, a mum and a dad is best for the child. Um, what is fascinating, again, like the AMF uh, stir, is the reaction from some in the um, in the same-sex attracted community. Uh, who just will not tolerate uh, the idea that uh, a child should have a mum and a dad wherever possible. They think it's okay to remove a child uh, from their parents and give them to uh, someone else uh, so that someone else can have a family. Um, now, now that that's always happened, obviously, down through the millennia uh, where there's been tragedy or desertion. But for the first time in history, uh, we're now doing it to accommodate uh, the lifestyle of of uh, certain people in, in the community, there's social infertility, and uh, and uh, 
it, it's it's just interesting the hostility that's met uh, when anyone opposes the idea that it's okay to remove a child from its mother to say give it to two men or from its father to give it to two women. Um, and it's also, I think, interesting, Alan, that you know not everyone in the in the gay community is in agreement with this. And, and I think that's been one of the big myths of the whole. Um, movement to redefine marriage is that every uh, person in the in the uh, homosexual community is on board with the political agenda of those wanting to redefine marriage. And I think uh, uh, the Dolce and Gabbana um, uh, comments over the weekend uh, show uh, that that's the case. Fascinating. Uh, let's move on to, to some broader things. The uh, case of Jake Bellardi last week, the young man from Melbourne uh, who apparently took part in a suicide bomb attack in the Middle East. Oh, that that's very worrying, isn't it? That that our own young people are are so disenfranchised that they go overseas and take it, carry out a suicide bombing. It's it's absolutely tragic. Um, uh, Alan, and we've seen a number of uh, young people from Australia go over. This is probably the first time that uh, uh, someone who is an Anglo-Saxon Australian, plenty, plenty of Australians of, um, of Middle Eastern descent have, have gone. But uh, this young man uh, went to uh, an Islamic uh, youth centre in Hume, um, fell under the uh, spell of, of uh, a radical cleric, and uh, suddenly found himself you know, caught up in this poisonous and toxic uh, ideology uh, which led him to Syria and uh, and blew himself up in a in a very in a failed suicide. Well, didn't fail to kill him, but it failed to to kill anyone else. Um, just a, an absolute tragedy uh, that this would happen. And uh, I think you know we're, um, we're this this ideology has has really got to come under under scrutiny. Uh, we've got to question what's at the heart uh, of this uh, inner religion that would justify this sort of violence and. Um, and uh, you know, I think it's really important that we uh, see. Um, and I know there has been some of this, but I, I think it needs to be a little bit more um, proactive. Uh, the, the condemning by Islamic clerics or some of the uh, texts uh, in the Hadith and in the Quran which justify violence, because uh, these things are latched onto by uh, radical clerics. Um, they, they can point to them in the in uh, Muslims' holy scriptures and, and then use that as a vehicle to radicalise young people. And I think that's a, a real problem. We were reporting last week that uh, that Jake's Jake's turn to Islam came after the death of his mother, and 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 that uh, his his character changed. He became depressed. Uh, that's uh, sort of a the the implication of that is that as a society we aren't looking after them. I think that's right. Um, you know, there's a failure of of community here. Um, so a young man who's had some some real tragedy, and uh, he, he's found solace uh, in an Islamic youth group where there was a radical cleric. Um, but uh, if, if perhaps his friends and neighbours, um, or, or dare I say, even a local church was able to get around him, um, the outcome might have been quite different. Let's just briefly touch on the uh, the uh, higher education reforms that the government wants to to push through. Uh, they're they're going to have a bit of a trouble because don't they? They need six independent senators to come on board, and they've only got four. Yeah, that, that, that's right, Alan. This is the big um, political issue of the week. Um, as, as the government uh, is trying to get things uh, through the Senate, we've seen uh, Glenn Lazarus now leave the uh, Palmer United Party, so uh, he, he's he's a free agent. Um, so the government's having to negotiate with uh, this real ragtag bunch of um, <laughs> of uh, cross-bench senators. Um, I don't like the uh, the chances of Christopher Pine, the education minister, has of getting this through. Uh, it seems like 
um, most of the crossbencher is, is against uh, his reform, and I think it's going to be very difficult uh, unless he can um, you know, provide some sweeteners which cause them to change their votes. And sweeteners are always entertaining because you never know what will pop up, do you? Well, you end up watering down the reform. And, um, you know, Christopher Pine's trying to uh, deregulate university fees. Uh, that's, uh, in, in his view, going to make the system a bit more sustainable and less reliant on government funding. Uh, he's also saying it's going to free up money uh, to fund uh, scientists who, who uh, risk losing their jobs because of um, tight budgetary circumstances. So there's a lot at stake here. And uh, but uh, if Christopher Pine has to negotiate, um, you know, it will be interesting to see what of his reforms get traded away and whether you really end up with any uh, real change at the end of the day. Never a dull moment in politics, is there? <laughs> no, there, no, there never is. And um, and look, it is very difficult for the government. We've got a, a very difficult situation in our in our Senate. Um, it, it does make it hard for uh, stable uh, governance, and, and uh, that's that's a challenge that um, that the Abbott government's facing at the moment. It's always good to talk to you, Lyle. Thank you so much for your time this morning. My uh, pleasure, Alan. Thanks for having us. Like what you've just heard? There's more great podcasts. Or you can listen to us live at vision.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener supported. Your donation of any amount will help us continue connecting faith to life. Learn more or donate today at vision.org.au.